Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to our GYST podcast, where we help you get your together. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to another edition of your favorite podcast, the GYST podcast, also known as Get Your Shit 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 Together. 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 That was that was genuinely great. I I feel like I should have included myself on the together. I feel like you should have included no. yourself on the shit. Oh. Well, we're only 68 episodes in one of these days. I what kind of shit is that? <laughs> uh, welcome, studio audience. So, we have with me, um, well, uh, you know, you have uh, Rohit Rohil. Amit Bardwaj on the mic. Kamal Kalra. And Kyle Reed. My name doesn't sound nearly that cool. Why are you laughing at his name? Come on, Kara. Why you laugh? I didn't laugh at his name. You're a liar. You, you laughed at my name? I laughed at you looking at me because I said I'm at Bar Lodge on the mic. You're you, a rapper. You rolled your eyes like this. You're a rapper. Thing. Yeah. That's what I was like. <laughs> and then he touched my nipple. Oh, that's... That's private. That's oh, my boy. favorite. All right. You <laughs> have lots of grab ass today. Yeah. <laughs> Sam's in the corner just laughing at us. Yeah, he is. He's not by himself, though. Did you say he's not by himself? No. He's got a snapple over there with he's, him. He's in the corner with a brontosaurus. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Kyle, may I ask you a question? You may. What is your... And and we did not pick this to celebrate the 20th anniversary of Harry Potter either, but what is your magic? Why are you looking at me that way? Because you threw me off with that Harry Potter. <laughs> um, I don't know, Rohit. Hmm. Well, how about if we talk about that today? Sounds fantastic. All right. And very scripted, although it was not at all. <laughs> I know, that just... Ah, oh, good stuff. So today's episode is about finding your magic. And what does that mean? For a lot of people, it's, you know, not necessarily what's your life purpose, but it's really, what are you good at? Like, we, there's a magic in all of us. There's something that sets us apart. There's something within us, either something that we can create, uh, like like a beautiful music or, or artwork. There's something that we can teach, like philosophers and, and scientists. There's ex- exploration. Like there's so much about us that because of the way society has kind of groomed us, we don't really think about that, right? Because if somebody comes up to you and says, oh, what do you, what's something you're really good at? We shy away from that because we, we feel it's, you know, talking about ourselves and the things that we're good at, our talents, is a sense of arrogance. It, it's cocky. There's a, a sense of being conceited about something. I was talking to Sam a little bit earlier when we were coming up with this topic, and he talked about even self-evaluations at work when they ask, you know, what are you, what are you good at or, or what did you do? And even that's uncomfortable for a lot of people, just looking internal and being like, you know, how do I do this? I've helped a lot of people with their resumes, and it's the majority of the resumes that I've taken a look at just showed your job description. You know, I did task A, B, and C. Well, that doesn't really tell me what you did. Like, what impact did you make? That's what I want to know, is what did you do? And people just freeze up. We're just not comfortable talking about ourselves. And think, think about it this way, too. How many of us cannot accept a compliment, right? Um, you... You know, the way you uh, danced on the floor at Gummel's wedding was amazing. And what are you going to do is... Listen to you keep talking. 
I threw you off. I was showing Rohit something I wrote down. I wrote down response to a compliment. Literally less than a minute before you said, oh. most people don't know how to respond to a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll let you still talk about that. Um, I'm almost done here. Um, but, but really, so what... When, when you think about discovering your magic, right? I th- okay, so let me rephrase. I'll, I'll touch on, on how you can discover your magic a little bit later. So let's open it up to you guys. Like when, when it comes to finding your magic, what are you really good at? How do you feel about that? What, what are some of the obstacles that you guys have come across? Or, or how comfortable are you in saying, you know what? I'm really good at this. And if that's the case, how did you find out you were good at that? That's a good question. It's a tough question. You're going to get a lot of crickets. That's yeah. very tough. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I still feel like I'm trying to find my magic. I feel like a lot of us are. Yeah. I mean, there's things that I'm good at, but I wouldn't say it's my magic, my passion, my drive. So what are you good at? Things? I mean, that's, that's, I mean it's so hard to define. Like, what are you good at? Well, I can lift a pencil. You know, like... Well, it's <laughs> easy to define... It's hard for you to say it. What am I good at? Golf. There you go. I'm not that good, but then that's me with an awkward response to a compliment. What yeah. else? You're good at holding a conversation. What else? You're really good at what you do at work. See Sales. how easy these things are to define? Because you're not talking about yourself. I wouldn't have been able yeah. to think of those things for myself because I don't think I'm that good at golf. I think I'm an average salesperson. Right? I think I'm... Damn, I think I talk dude. a lot. Yeah, right? I think I talk a lot. Right? So you think I'm good at holding a conversation. I think I fucking talk too much. <laughs> <laughs> I think Sam are... Sam Sam's, Sam's, agreeing agreeing with you. Yeah. Sam's agreeing with me. He's like, yeah, we had to move the mic away from you, you fucking jackass. <laughs> right? So these are things that, as you said them, as both of you said them, I smiled. So keep going. Go on. Go on. Um, but honestly... When I when I asked you, and I asked you because I didn't have an answer, so I'm not putting you on the spot no, because yeah, yeah. I think I have an answer. I didn't have an answer either, right? So you say they're hard to define, but yet you were really, you didn't have to think long to pick things about myself, and you didn't either, but I couldn't think of anything about myself, and you gave me something within 30 seconds, both of you guys. It, Yeah. It's also really hard to think for ourselves and just trying to bring it up. At that point, it's we just custom of doing the same things over and over, and mm-hmm. we just or what we're good at, and we know we're gonna be doing good at it. We're just doing it, but it's not the same case scenario for the other person. Yeah. Like prime example is like we both are super pretty good at you know working on cars. Amit and Kamal, by the way. So, yep. We both. Uh, yeah. Yep. Um, <laughs> Two of the three but Indians. It, but it might not be the exactly right. Like they might. With there will be things that we know that Rohit might not know at all, and Rohit just looks like he doesn't work on cars. I mean, he has dino nuggets in his freezer. (laughs) Bringing that up again. Sorry, I had to be be childish. Yeah, we literally opened the freezer, and Kyle goes, "I mean, it's dead silent. Dino nuggets, (laughs) fucking dino nuggets. You had the option of regular nuggets." But why? It's <laughs> Dino. That's so that's, awesome. That's what it was like. Yeah. It doesn't have any children. <laughs> you don't need no children of our Dino. 
What's, what's, what's my favorite episode? What is it? Discovering your inner child. Uh, or embracing your inner child. Embracing I think it's like, your inner child. I think yeah. it's like episode 14 or something. No, that was toxicity. But dino nuggets for real? But they're delicious. And they're fun. It's not even real meat, No, because you're like, you're like, oh, the little brontosaurus wants to drink the sweet and sour sauce, so you dip his head in first. <laughs> Was it a brontosaurus then, or a brachiosaurus? Why do you do this to me? Apatosaurus. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Yeah, so... But we digress. Yeah. So, I think that's the thing. It's hard to talk about yourself. It's hard to say what you're good at. I think one of the reasons is we are extremely hard on ourselves. I know I am. Mm. I don't think I'm a good golfer. I'm better than a handful of people. I just think that those people are not as good as me. I don't think that I'm good. Why? Why is that the case? What? It's uncomfortable, right? To talk mm-hmm. about yourself and, and what you really excel at. I think it's a, it's a disconnect between your conscious and your subconscious, right? When you subconsciously do things, it just flows. And I think that's really where your talents come from, is your subconscious. When you are acting on something and you're not thinking about it. How many times have you seen like a like an artist, uh, a painter, uh, a musician, just get lost in their talents? But they're not thinking about it. It's just their heart just coming out. But when you think about, okay, what are, you, what are some things you're really good at? It's not about the heart. It's not about the subconscious. It's about the conscious. You have to think about it. And when you think about it, what you do is you automatically compare yourself to the top tier. Mm. Or you compare yourself to people who have been doing it for a while. And that's where the disconnect comes from. Uh, I think I've, one of the people that, that I need to point out in a good way is, is our buddy Marcus, Marcus Tan. Um, partially blind, you know, legally blind, but amazing painter I thought you were gonna say driver <laughs> <laughs> from from his first work to <laughs> Sam lost it <laughs> but but if you take a look at his earlier work compared to what it is now he never said oh I'm not that good yet or pointing out the flaws that's what a lot of people do if if you see a, a painting done by someone like a friend of yours and you're like wow this is a beautiful painting oh thanks but look at all these things that are wrong what you're doing is you're pointing that out because you don't want the other person to point those out. So if you mm. are being proactive and pointing out your flaws, then it's not as much of a disappointment. The Eminem approach. Yeah. Or Skittles. Like That was bad. The, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> the rapper. Eminem on 8 Mile. Yeah. How he brings up all of his shortcomings. I didn't know he did that. He's a white rapper, lives with his mom in a trailer park and all this other stuff. So he brings up all these things that are shortcomings about him so his opponent couldn't bring them up. Taking the power away. Gary Vee talks about it as well, right? Going on the offense. Actually, sorry to disturb that. Very good point was, I'm fat. Who cares? What are you going to say? What's next? Own it. Yeah. Mm. I'm brown. So what? But at what point does it go from saying that, oh, what, to starting to about bragging about it? Or being where the arrogance comes in. Yeah. Right? Because uh, there are people out there that just like, oh, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, and just like, you know, super alpha about it, super, they're like, this is what I'm good at, and just arrogance comes out of it. And what point does it stop and it just changes over? From confidence to arrogance? Yeah. I think it's all approach. I mean, yeah, it, 
is a fine line between uh, Muhammad Ali and Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> There's a huge difference. It's how you present yourself. <clears throat> I mean, if you're going to come out and say, I can do this and I'm better than you, that to me is cockiness. If I can say, I can do this, that to me is saying that I'm confident in what I do. Putting someone else down while you're putting someone else, while, while you putting yourself up, to me would be more of an arrogance type of thing. Hmm. Even if it's a tone of an arrogance. Like, I am, I work at Microsoft. Did you know that? Like, that type of, like, that's cool, bro. Like, I really don't care. <laughs> cool story, bro. Yeah, like, okay. tell me more. But that type of a tone can also bring forth that, that mm. arrogance, you know? Instead of like, hey, you know, randomly in conversation, yeah, I work at Microsoft and this and that. Cool. That tone can be completely different. It's, it's all about how you present yourself. You know what I think is fascinating right now? I don't disagree with you. But what I do notice is that thinking in and of itself is what creates this behavior. The program. You are expecting others to be humble. Which makes them expect themselves to be humble. Which makes you feel like you can't talk about yourself. Do you mind diving in a little bit deeper? Yeah. Yeah, so, sure. so the way that you're expecting someone to humbly say, I work at Microsoft or I'm the heavyweight champion of the world, rather than being more proud of their accomplishments, I think speaks volumes in the behavior itself. The fact that you're offended by the way that someone tells you the same thing, if they're proud of it versus if they don't want you to know about it, like... Your friend's a painter, right? He's like, yeah, I painted these, and I'm legally blind. This took me a long, and if he told you about his accomplishment, how hard it was for him, and how difficult it was for him to become this fascinating painter, makes it no less impressive if you never knew he was legally blind. Uh-huh. And if when you've seen a painting, you're like, wow, that's really nice. Who did this? And you're like, oh, I did it, something I did a long time ago. It doesn't make it any less impressive. But the fact that you're expecting a humble answer, mm-hmm. I think, speaks volumes in the fact that we all expect humble answers. We all mm. expect humility <clears throat> in those types of responses. So we're almost ashamed to be proud of certain accomplishments, which makes it difficult to talk about ourselves. Well, if you say that I'm a painter and I'm better than Michelangelo, that's being cocky. But if you claim that this is your painting... That's you taking <clears throat> acceptance or accountability for the, the painting that you did mm-hmm. for it. Should you not be, I don't know what that says. Finding your magic. Oh. Like, I, I feel like this is a good conversation, but it's leading more towards, more like, the difference it. between, like, cockiness and arrogance. Yeah, you're right. That's really... You're absolutely right. So why is it hard to find your magic? And I think, yeah, so it is leading down another path. It, it is kind of relevant. People can't find their magic because they don't feel comfortable. That, that could be why they yeah. don't. They don't they're, feel they're comfortable humble, with discussing like, what they're good at. Well, that, I I totally agree with that. Like, I mean, there might be some things that I'm good at, but I don't want to agree with it or even notice it that I'm good at that. Yeah. Right. Um, it's actually funny that this topic even comes up because about probably about a month or so ago, like I kind of thought about it. Like, hey, let me go to like you guys and ask. 
and ask you guys, what do you guys think I'm good at? Because I don't know myself. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> it's just kind of funny how this, this conversation just came up. As you thought about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think you're right um, with what you're saying. Maybe we don't want to take a look at, like, we know how we feel when people are cocky and arrogant, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we just tune them out. We're not even paying attention to you anymore because it's all about you, your accomplishments, and, and you bragging. And so maybe there's a part of us that says, you know, we don't want to do the same for other people. So I'm not really going to speak about what my talents are or what my skill levels are. But I think it, <clears throat> finding your magic is different. Because it's, it's more of, of, of a passion. When I'm talking to someone in, in a coaching situation or at a seminar and I ask them, what's your magic? They do the same thing. They clam up. I, I, I don't know. There's, there's two questions that I always ask them. One, what is it that you enjoy doing? Right? Think about what really drives you as, as a passion. What do you really enjoy doing? And then two, and this is really what triggers them. People are like, oh, I, I didn't even really think about that. What do other people come to you for? That's a good question. You know, so, hmm. um, Gummel, I'm going to pick you on th- this one. So you're you're struggling with this, right? And saying you don't know what your magic is. When I need to talk to someone and get emotion out of it, and just talk to them about just here's what's going on in my life with just the facts, not the emotion behind it, I go to you. That's something that you are really good at because even though you're an emotional person, I feel when I talk to you, I can take emotion out of it, just look at the facts behind it, and you can help me work through some stuff. Hmm. And so, Kyle, same thing with you, with Amit. Think about what are things that people come to you for? Amit, what have I been talking to you about for the past like two months? It's about you being an audiophile, right? Yeah. That's something that you are good at. That's actually true. You did do it out of the blue. I had no idea. And you're like, hey, what's your opinion on this? And yeah. Like a wave or an MP3 or? <laughs> he. Audio. That's a joke here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're getting coffee at that time. Yeah. yeah. Dad jokes. Dude, you missed a lot this. Yeah. Damn it. Sorry. <clears throat> you are good at making coffee. Damn straight. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. That's what happens when you work at a coffee shop for I'll, six years. I'll invite you for a sleepover any night. I will always be ready. Not for the coffee, though. Just got to get clear up with the missus. Yes. I'll send her an you email. You can handle that. Yeah, I'll send her an email. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, me being an audiophile. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but so along the along those lines, did you ever really consider yourself like, like an audio person? Overall, yes. But kind of like Kyle said, like, I think I'm good at it. Yeah. I think I know more than some people. And I definitely don't know more than other people, but I'm, I feel like I'm good. But I wouldn't consider myself an audiophile. Ah, so here's here's something that, that's really key. So you guys have known me for a long time about like you know my, my passion with personal development, right? Whenever someone asked me what I did, what was my go-to answer? My occupation. I always talked about my occupation first. Oh, you know, I work here. This is what I do. Or when I was at Microsoft, I work at Microsoft. <laughs> um, but, but that's what it was about. It was about my occupation. And then all of a sudden, it's like, wait, no. Because if first off, I talk about my occupation, that's promoting where I work, not promoting myself. And then it went from that to I'm a leadership trainer and motivational speaker. And it was 
so hard for me to start saying that kind of stuff because I never felt justified. You know, what gives me the right to say that? What have I earned? You know, quote earned. But it immediately changes the way people look at you and view you. Let me, I, let yeah. me ask you a question. Far away. Did you, how did you feel before you recognize that and then versus after you recognize that? Oh, fantastic question. Before, I always considered my passion for personal development as my hobby. I never took it seriously. But even the way that the the leadership company started, uh, the Growing Forward Seminars company, I started attending personal development seminars just for myself to to help me be the best version of me that I could be. And I would meet people in class who were like, or, or these seminars were like, hey, can you come talk to talk to my company? Can you come talk to my group? And I was like, sure. You know, are you sure you want me? Kind of like Kyle. Like, I, I'm, I play golf, but I'm not the best at it. But here's the thing. You really have to compare yourself to the average person. Compared to the average person, Kyle, you are a fantastic golfer. Compared to the average person, you are fantastic at making coffee. Compared to the average person, you know a whole heck of a lot about audio. And that's where it really kicks in. It's We're not expecting you to be an expert, right? But by saying, you know, I have a huge passion in audio, I can tell you the difference between, like, I didn't you know Atmos was a thing until I talked to you. Dolby. But to me now, you are an expert, even though you may not feel like it. And so when I started to answer your question, Colin, before that, I didn't feel good or I didn't feel anything of it. But once I started saying it and I got over the hump of how difficult it was, the reactions are priceless. Like I've had deep conversations with all four of you guys in here right now. But I don't think it's because I, I have this leadership seminar company. But I think it's you guys have seen this magic in me that I struggled with to find for a long time. It's fascinating. Well, while you were saying that and you talked about how most people always say their their occupation. Mm-hmm. An occupation is just that. It's something that occupies your time. It's completely objective. You have no emotional attachment to it. So you don't feel any way by telling someone what you do, that you do this. But you're worried about what people will think about your passions, your personal development. So that's a a tough answer to say, right? What what is your magic? I don't know. What are people going to think about? What are people going to think if I tell them what I enjoy? Audiophile. It's geeky. It's nerdy or whatever, right? Like, because you're so emotionally attached to it, I think that's part of it. It's the emotion. Mm. Emotions are hard to discuss with anybody. Yeah. Each time you're emotionally attached to something, you're worried about how others will think about it. So when you talk about people are quick to say what their occupation is. Well, the, it's funny you bring that up. I was thinking that at the beginning. Like when you think, what's your magic? It's like, man, I just, I do this at my work, but mm-hmm. I never really thought. But then I started thinking about hobbies. I'm like, well, then they're just my hobbies. I, I play games. I do this. You never really think about it as you are good and better at some something than maybe somebody else. Man, you're the best Pokemon catcher in the world. <laughs> oh my God, hell no. Hell no. But it, yeah, you end up seeing these things in yourself and it's a, the emotion that gets attached to your hobby. Mm-hmm. Like, again, you say I'm, I'm the best Pokemon player in the world. I'm not, but I am better than other people. That's, I can admit that. Oh, <laughs> humble brag. <laughs> May I say something that's kind of weird? 
No. Okay. So with with you being an audio guy, right? Y- because like Sam's of... gonna lose his job over this. Like <laughs> <laughs> Sam's getting all nervous. Um, <laughs> but I've come to you a lot about home theaters. Is that better, Sam? Uh, but but home theater set up and, and equipment and and all that kind of stuff. I can honestly, definitively, without a doubt, say because of the conversations I've had with you, I have saved at least two three hundred dollars at, at the very minimum. And you let him buy that bullshit downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just but I've easily saved two three hundred dollars by not investing in high end technology that. You helped me realize I wouldn't even be able to tell the difference for for the kind of stuff that I do. Yeah. So right away, the, I, I your value more than two to three hundred dollars. Yeah, let's just say five hundred, right? <laughs> or you know, thousands, whatever. I'm just gonna pick five hundred. At, at the very minimum, your worth to me when it comes to audio stuff is at the very minimum five hundred dollars now. And so when you when you think about it that way, right? Think about who's gonna. All of us now aren't going to go to Best Buy and talk to the to the guy on, you know, this is what I'm trying to do. They're going to go to you because now you are a trusted advisor to us. Ooh, I like that. And the more we can think about it that way, you know, when you when you talk about what's your magic, it's what do people come to you for when they have problems or what problems can you help solve for them? In what instances are you a technical advisor? Hmm. Or, a, a, sorry, a trusted advisor. That's a good way to think about it and, and to find it, right? Because people don't even realize it, what other people come to them for. People come to me for some random shit. That's true. Golf clubs, bike racks, shoes. Sounds like you. Active, <laughs> active, active, active. Yeah, I guess you're right. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> but I do research on dumb shit like that. When I'm on a bike rack, I need to know about every single fucking bike rack on the market. Yep. And why. Why this one's better than this one. But in a way, doesn't that make you more of, of an expert? No, I think so. And that, yeah. that's what I'm saying. So it's not like it'll be random things that catch my interest. And yeah, I think it has to do with things being outside because I don't like being indoors. So what are some th- So that's one thing we can do. I mean, kind of in closing here as we wrap up this episode, what are some things that the guests can do? Guests. Huh. Listeners can do. <laughs> To find their magic. One, you said, what is something that people come to you for? Mm-hmm. Right. That, yeah. that you that others feel you can be their trusted advisor on. What's another way? Exactly what you just said. If, if there's certain topics that you research all the time because to satisfy your own curiosity, mm-hmm. that elevates your, your level of interest. I never consider myself much of an aquarium person until Amit mm-hmm. came up to me. And said, hey, I'm, I have this aquarium. Can you help me? And I was like, oh, yeah, for this, we need to go here. For this, we need to go here. Here's what's going on. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, I guess. See, that's the biggest thing is is a lot of the times, until we're talking to someone who is not familiar with that subject, we don't realize how much we know. Until you yeah. understand how much regular people don't know. So it's almost I, like finding your magic is by exploring it through other people. Yeah. Like, come on, like I've got three different coffee machines downstairs, right? I don't know how to use any of that stuff. You ask this guy, remember when he was making us drinks that one day? Yeah, he made us all something delicious. I don't even know (laughs) what it was. Coffee drinks. Spinning bottles and pouring some of this and steaming this and whatnot. He looked like Tom Cruise in front of a coffee machine instead of behind a bar. I'll take that as a With a beard. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's definitely true. Like, uh, 
Yeah, I don't even know where I was going to go with this. Home. I took, Get out. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I had a thought in my mind and totally lost it. No. No, that's okay. I mean, yeah. if it comes back up, interrupt. But I, I think that, uh, you know, we've gone a little bit long on this particular one, but thank you guys for sticking with us. I, I think really this was needed, it. honestly. Yeah. This, this is yeah. a tough subject for a lot of people. This yeah. is finding yourself. And we took a fork in the road a little bit, right? We did. For, for mean, a moment there. It was almost a diverge that we needed to do. Because I think it's relevant. It gets to the point of... If, if, if you're saying my magic is being an audiophile, it's almost me coming to the point of accepting that. Like, hey, look, yeah, mm-hmm. I am good at being an audiophile. Mm-hmm. Like, I can hear differences in different things. But at the same time, I'm not going to be like, yeah, I know better than Sam. Because then it makes me cocky. Like, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, it, it, comparing me to, like, someone. Well, I think, yeah, yeah, I totally agree. And I think in, with that, oh, you will also find your passion out of it. You will find out what you... Like what Rohit did, he found passion out of this and made a living out of it. Yeah. And in the in the end, basically, you're gonna get your shit together. If you're lucky. If you're yeah. lucky. <laughs> like, that, yeah. like that girl who came to clean my carpets today. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Settle down, buddy. No, remember when we were eating dinner? Yeah, I know. Oh, okay, my child. So with all that being said, Sam's over here laughing. Shit just goes over Rohit's head too much. <laughs> <laughs> Because he got dino nuggets in the freezer. That's <laughs> what you expect from a grown man with dino nuggets. Oh. Perverted like you guys. Yeah, liar. I know. <laughs> hey, Kyle, guess what the next episode number is? It's our 69th episode. Oh, sounds fascinating. Bow, chicka, My favorite. Bow, wow. And we've got three Indians right here who wrote the book, Our People. High Woo! five. Oh, yeah. On what? Episode 69 is going to be about the Kam Sutra. <laughs> <laughs> the what? Oh, sorry. Uh, the... Kama Sutra. Kama Sutra? Yeah. Okay, I know what you're talking about now. Mm. <laughs> Terrible. Let me wrap this one up. Let me wrap this one Damn, up. There was a joke in there about so, finding magic. Don't do it. Don't do it. Gosh, I'm trying to run around, folks. So, finding your magic, how do you do it? We, we discussed a lot today um, how you're expected to be humble when you respond to these things, how that changes people's outlook on you when you are discussing something that you really are good at. So, one of the ways that we said is, Think about what people come to you for. What do people see you as their trusted advisor and being? Whether it's your grandma telling you to come over and reprogram her VCR remote. Yeah, I said VCR. Grandma might have VCR still. I don't know. Or if it's a buddy of yours that just got a fish tank and asked you a bunch of questions and you just realize that you do actually know quite a bit about fish tanks and aquariums. Think about those types of things and find what your magic is. What what is it that you do that others look to you for and truly makes you happy? What puts a smile on your face? If you were to say there's one thing that you do, someone could see you doing it and catch you smiling, not texting your girlfriend or wife or husband or boyfriend, like I'm just doing right now, smiling while he's texting a wife. Shout out to Steph. What is that? What could peep you, people catch you? <laughs> They're laughing at my English now. What can people catch you smiling as you're doing? Pew, pew, lasers, right? Star Wars. I don't know. Gotcha. Think about that. Don't laugh like these childish dino-eating bastards. Dino nugget. And, uh, and you'll find your magic. You'll have it in no time. And don't be ashamed of it either. With that said, thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to our GYST podcast. We hope you learned how to get your together.